0: Guys, I'm coming in hot. It's another episode, number 157 of YWC Football Talk. And today, look, we just talked about this off air. We said to we the two of us said to each other, is it perfect to come on? Is it horrible to come on? But on the same day where Aaron Rodgers decides I'm not leaving the NFC North, I'm staying in Green Bay. Tommy Stout, noted Bears fan, resident Bear fan of YWC Football Talk is back. Not like I'd ask how you're doing, but I can already tell. I can already tell.
1: Yeah, um I'm back. I wish I was the only one who was back today, but that is not the case.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Like obviously, look, today was today was about as chaotic for the NFL, I'd say, as that I don't know if you remember in 2016, there was that crazy NHL day where uh like there was a couple of big trades involving, like Taylor Hall and PK Subban and then yeah. Stamkos resigned that day right before free agency. That's literally this. And on like, today we woke up, we all thought, "Hey, you know, it's just going to be franchise tags, this and that. I thought I was going to come on here and have a lovely chat with the Bears, but like the meme and SpongeBob with the one fish wearing the pants coming into the Krusty Krab, it's Aaron Rodgers re in Green Bay, Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, Like, I don't know where to begin, but at least you now know that this is, like, the last, last, last dance for you guys, for them at least. <laughs>
1: See, I'd like to think so, right? But I've said that like the last three years. Uh, Realistically, is it? Yes. But there's also a part of me who's like, there's this big boogeyman that's just constantly under my bed. And like, no matter how many times I like change my bed or I push that boogeyman out the door, that door slams wide open. And here he comes right back to ruin my life.
0: Exactly. It's like in a horror movie when you think the monster's gone, and then that's boom when the monster just appears right out of nowhere.
1: Yes. Pops up right behind you.
0: Oh, exactly. Oh, but I just love today for all the chaos and stuff. But then again, like, when you look at it, do you take solace and happiness in knowing that in a couple of years this is going to truly strap them cap-wise, though? Or is it just pain? Like, where where is it for that?
1: So, right now, because, okay, so it's... It's kayfabe. It's 619 central. I think this happened late morning, early afternoon. The news was confirmed. Or I guess Rogers has said it isn't accurate, like completely or whatever. But yeah, I think it's been seven, eight hours. So right now it's still pretty like raw. So right now it's just pain and that's it. Uh, But I'm sure like, you know, I'll sleep on it tonight. And then I'll get it into my brain, like, oh, you know, well, like you said, they're going to be strapped. There's going to be some uh, decisions that have to be made. But yeah, for now, for the next, I don't know, twelve hours at least, it'll just be me being sad. Like, here we go again.
0: <laughs> Imagine if, like, I had like Mike there with you, because I know where spectrum he's on. It would just be like two toll ends of the spectrum. But I'm glad. <laughs> like, it's like I'm just glad to know that. Look. I, I even told Justin when I was watching Revolution with him on Sunday that you were coming on. He's like, great. He's just going to come on and, like, complain about the Bears. And I'm like, that's, that's what I was expecting. I know. Because the last time you and I talked, it was literally week one. You guys had just lost to the Rams. And it was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And now we've seen where it's gone. And that's the one thing. Like, I want to get off the focus of the Packers in that situation. Because, obviously, look, the more I talk about it, the dig, the deeper the knife's going. And I know you don't like that. Um <laughs> But as the subtitle says right here, Justin Fields, like, first year, were you impressed? Is there anything you'd like to see him work on? Uh, Like, how do you feel about number
1: one? So I would like to uh, put my hand up. I believe last time I was talking about Fields and Mac, about who is going to be better, who is going to look better. And I believe I was very strong on the Fields train, which obviously I'm biased, so I'm going to be. But I would like to say that Mac looked a little bit better than Justin Mm -hmm. did. Uh, so credit to me for that but yeah I mean you know there was a lot from fields that I loved, like especially that deep ball is just something that we haven't seen for some time at least consistently with the Bears so like there were usually once or twice a game where he would just absolutely uncork one and this ball would go flying like 80 yards in the air. I was like oh my goodness like this kid can throw so You know, that was the big one that stuck out to me pretty much all year. And obviously he had some tough deep balls where it got picked off. It was a horrible throw or whatever. But I think, you know, there was a lot of negativity around the league in general on Justin this year. And even like in the fan base, which I understand because like I said, it wasn't exactly the greatest year of all time uh, by any stretch of the mind. But to me, with that coaching staff, with that game planning, if you can call it that, and especially with that offensive line, like I, as the year went on, it's like, what are really, what are we really expecting this kid to do? Um, now that said, that's not completely making excuses for him because, like I said, there's definitely room for improvement. Uh, the The reads are not there yet, like. Just being able to get up to that line and kind of see what's going on and change on the fly before and after the snap, that definitely needs to be improved. But, man, I, I think this thing, it kind of comes and goes on the offensive line, and if we don't get that thing set up at least a little bit more, uh, he's going to be in trouble. And for a guy that is so successful using his legs, and hopefully we can game plan around that uh, starting now, uh, he's he's going to be running a lot in a bad way.
0: It's like what we saw with Zach Wilson this past season a lot, where Wilson was running for his life. He obviously got hurt in that one Patriots game, and everyone kept saying that. Now we're not wishing injury upon anyone, especially your quarterback. But I get where you're coming from in that sense, where you have to. Your first thoughts are: Look, we got the quarterback. you have got the pieces around him. You've got Mooney. Uh, Cole Komet could be a promising tight end. David Montgomery had a really good year, both fantasy-wise and playing-wise. We'll see if Tariq Cohen comes back. But that leads to the regime. And obviously, look, new coach, new GM, but it's the new Matt and Ryan. You fired a Matt and Ryan to (laughs) hire a Matt and Ryan. As Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, everyone says like Eberflus, I say Eberflus. I know the E is silent, it's pronounced with an I. Um what did you think of the hires and uh do you have any promise like do you, do you buy into what they're selling so far I know it's march I know it's march right but are you buying what they're selling
1: So I actually did laugh cuz like I didn't make the Matt and Ryan connection until the tweets started flying of like oh the bears dumped one Matt and Ryan to get another one. So like I said, I didn't think about it at all. And then the first time I saw that viral tweet about the Matt and the Ryan, I just kind of looked at the ceiling. I was like, come on. Like it it is what it is. Obviously that doesn't have any impact on, you know, how the actual performance is, but just the fact that, you know, visually we went from that to that is like the most bearish thing of all time. Um, Am I buying what they're selling? So GM wise, I like that there's been a lot. He talked about it when he was hired in his original like presser thing that he did in all the media between then and now. And then also just recently at the draft or at the combine, um, talking about offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, which is obviously what I and like 99% of other Bears fans have been preaching for, I don't know, forever. So. Because I'm a Bears fan and I've been burned so many times, am I buying it? Not a hundred percent yet, but I'm like, okay. So like I'm walking through the checkout lane and I see like the chips and the gum over there and I'm looking, I'm looking at it like, Oh, it's only a dollar. You know, I can get that. So I'm like, I'm getting my wallet out and I'm ready to throw some money on the table, but I'm not like all in yet. I want to see kind of, how draft shakes out and how the team kind of starts moving around as we get more towards the season.
0: Exactly. Cause right now is like the, the meat and potatoes of the off season. Really. I know that's a really weird expression, but that's what now is. Cause now is a free agency. Obviously the franchise tag pa- uh, deadline passed about three hours ago with Chris Godwin and Dalton Schultz being the most notable names today that were announced. But um, no, I get where you're coming from though. Cause like, look, your free agency next week, the negotiation period, which I still buy is pure BS from the NFL. I still think, look, that's the reason the combine exists for not only for potential prospects that are going to be drafted in April, but it's literally a breeding ground for agents to go to GMs and say, Hey, where's my guy? Do you like my guy? Where's his interests lay? So all those happen. We just don't know about it. Now, Look, Indianapolis, all the talks, whether it be the hotel, whether it be Prime or St. Elmo's, I think the steakhouse is called in Indy. But you know conversations about that are already circulating. It's just next week, it's when everything becomes official. Because I know, and we all know this with sports, that every single insider, like on that day. So next Monday at noon is when the, the legal tampering period begins. And we know that Schefter and Rappaport are all going to have to play one-up with each other to get the tweets out about who's signing where. But when it comes to the Bears with this, I just feel like, look, they're doing their legwork. The fact that you're buying what they're selling in the sense of, look, there's hope, and they're starting to listen to the fans finally because it's what the fans want. You want an O-line, Poles is going to go out there and try to get you an offensive line because they know, hey, we got QB1, we just got to surround him with that. Now I would ask, I was going to say, what are the draft targets? But obviously I know that you guys aren't in the best position. Giants obviously have your pick because of the Justin Fields trade. But you can look at those day two and day three guys and look at them. And if they pan out, I preach this from time and time again. I always say this. You win the draft on the Friday and Saturday. Thursday is just a lottery ticket, and you hope it pans out. You win on Thursday, on Friday and Saturday. Because if those guys can come in and start for you and be successful NFL players, that's how you know you've had a good draft.
1: Yeah. Man, the, the draft is tough, too, because like you said, obviously – we're not in the best position. We don't have that big, flashy first-rounder. Uh, I think, like, <sighs> to me, like, obviously, I'm being a dead horse at this point, but offensive line, uh, whether we trade, free agency, uh, draft, like, I just want to gather up all the offensive linemen we can and just dump them in a bucket and see what works. Um there's defensive issues that need to be addressed because I still think the defense is good, um, but Could be they're bad. not that. Yeah, oh yeah, they're not that. Uh, what was it? 2016, I guess. Bears defense that was 18? just nasty. Was it 18? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm losing it. Uh, it's all good. Yeah,
0: you've had a long it's, day.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. There's. It's going to have to be a bunch of value picks uh, because of the position that we're in. Like, like I said, we don't have that high end uh, pick, but I don't know who knows. Maybe we'll find something in the back of the cupboard to trade up a couple picks. And man, I'm just like, at this point, I'm kind of putting all my cards on the table and I'm saying, okay, polls go out, get your guy, get your guys. Um, because I really have no choice but to trust him. Uh, so at this point, it's kind of just I'm throwing my papers in the wind, and it's like, all right, you know, just go do whatever you think is best for the Chicago Bears on the football field, and I'll basically blindly follow.
0: <laughs> I get that. It's, you, when you have a first-year coach and GM, that's kind of what you got to do. You got to kind of like say – Hey, they're giving us hope. They're giving us something that we can kind of latch on to. So we're going to latch on to it until we want to latch off. Kind of like how you guys Matt and Matt Nagy, where it was like, year one, okay, 12 and four. Obviously, the playoff game, if we don't, there's another world where, look, Cody makes that kick. And I know I'm open, reopening an old wound, but Cody makes the kick, and who knows how far you guys go. If you guys, yeah. I don't think you would have played, I'm trying to remember who you would have played the next week. Because I know the Saints played the Eagles. And I know you guys, I think you guys. I want to say the Rams. I was saying you would have gone to LA. So we would have seen what happened there.
1: Yeah. And then
0: it's just one of those things where it's like those what ifs in sports, but you hate that. And then 2019, 8 and 8. Look, the season was okay. Is what it is. 2020, though, you make the playoffs. Mitch wins MVP. Um, and then by the mid- midpoint of last season, I can tell the Bears fans are already right at that point where they're like, okay, we've had enough. I've seen it too, because as you know, we're both Stooleys. I'll listen to part of my take and a lot of the bears knowledge I get is through big cat and what he's feeling just because I don't, besides you and him, there's not a whole lot of bears fans I talk to, but I can kind of tell too, besides Aaron Rodgers he should be in jail right now. Um, but the big thing with the, um, with the bears this year, I feel like it's another year where, look, if you finish seven and 10, eight, nine, even if you flirt with a playoff spot, i like I, I, in my eyes, I see it as a winning season, but like, how would you see it? If it's like nine and eight, you have to win week 18, but you'll lose and miss.
1: Right. So I think this is the first year in quite some time where I'm kind of with you um, because every year, I go in thinking, oh, whatever, you know, the, the Bears are going to do this and that, and we'll figure it out as we go. But with this one, I just want to see, first of all, I want Justin to not get hurt. Like, I don't want him getting smashed up behind that line. Uh, that's the main thing for me. And I just want to see, I want to see baby steps, which is weird to say because there's not a whole lot of baby steps you can take in the NFL. You can get there like slowly, but at some point, there's going to have to be, you're going to have to start to jump instead of take those baby steps. Yeah. Um, how long until the fan base gets tired of the baby steps? I don't know. Um, I guess it depends how big a drawbacks are throughout the season. But yeah, I just want to see every week, I want to see something improve. Uh, Justin starts to read the defense better Uh, the defense kind of steps up more often which they will but they will also just completely shut down for like half a game at a time Um, yeah I, I think the big thing for me like from a visual standpoint watching my favorite team play football I just want an offensive game plan and not go out and just do all these wacky end arounds and like just throw crazy plays at the wall just because you can, I want to say, okay, this is who we are as an offense led by Justin Fields. And this is what we're going to go out and do. Sometimes it's not going to work, but sometimes we're going to have this play where you say, okay, I see what we're building to. And that's what this season's all about for me.
0: Exactly. And even too, if you can like win a game here or there, you know that you're not supposed to win. It's one of those things where if you can do that, it's kind of like, Hey, Look at these guys. It's kind of like – I'm going to go back to my team for a second to give an example, but, like, how we – I know this game's a loss, but how we hung in tough with the Dallas Cowboys and nearly beat them. uh, Stole wins against teams like, well, we killed Cleveland, uh, the Chargers, and then even how we beat the Bills, even though, look, they had the last laugh on us, but we still went in there on the Monday night. Mack only threw three times, but we, we still managed to get the win. I feel like it's kind of those sort of games that you want, and you almost had one in the Steelers game um but look that one another one it is what it is but at the same time too and you got to think about it like i I agree with you you want to see progress but at the same time too you know don't rush it like the whole like run walk before you run
1: metaphor yeah
0: exactly um the next thing i want to get into you with is i didn't have it planned on the on my notes but i did want to ask you for an update is there any update with the stadium situation with the racetrack or I want to say her name's Lori Lightfoot, the mayor. Uh, yes. with keeping the team at Soldier Field. Where do where's this? Where's that situation? So because I feel like that one was one that really came up and that's really quieted down. But I feel like now that it's the offseason and that news will probably get picked up again during the quiet season.
1: Right. So that is actually, I think it was two or three weeks ago, it started kind of coming back up a little bit. It was nowhere near obviously the hype that it got when they went out and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And Lori fired back and did her uh, statement, whatever that was. Um, basically, it was one of those things where it was an update, but it really wasn't. It was just kind of more reinforcing, hey, this is something that we're looking like forward to the future on. And of course, Lori, I think she put out like an unofficial statement, like maybe it was a tweet or something, where it was like, oh, you know, basically it was saying the bears can say this all they want, how they're going to go to Arlington. They're going to move out of the city, but I promise you as the mayor of Chicago that we're going to keep the Chicago bears. And like, that was it. So there wasn't any update per se, but people definitely started talking about it. again, whether it be the media or the fans or obviously the mayor. Um, so yes and no.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cause I, feel, I I still feel like too, they want the stadium because Obviously, it's not an attractive destination right now for what it can hold. But if they get the stadium, they get a roof, they're going to get a Super Bowl. We know that huh? because, like, how much the NFL – like, look, Chicago is one of the OG NFL cities. It's one of the biggest cities in America. You put a stadium with a roof there and a whole district, you're going to get a Super Bowl. It's a matter of that. It's a matter – not only that, Final Fours, um, who knows? One day, maybe AEW decides to run stadiums. They can go sell that out because I would say the obvious. But look, we're coming off Revolution, big pay per view. Yes, folks, we can talk wrestling. We're why we're the, the W and YWC stands for wrestling. Um, but all in all, and all, and also to college championships like the like the Natty for college football it goes beyond that because it, I feel like it should work, but I feel like at the same time too, if it was being built within the limits of the city of Chicago, we better, but I did look it up and I feel like Arlington's about half an hour to 40 minutes North of Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. So you're called Chicago, but you're not physically anywhere near Chicago. It's kind of like how, you know, the Jets and Giants call themselves New York, but they play in Jersey.
1: Yeah. And that honestly, that was something that, uh, I wouldn't say bothered me, but that was my main catch point on the Bears moving to Arlington. First of all, it would be better for me. And I think I've talked about this before because it's so much closer and it's so much easier to get to than actually going to where Soldier Field is at, literally on the like front in the city. But just the fact that it wasn't actually in Chicago anymore, it was just in the Chicago area, was something that, like like I said, it was a catch point for me. It uh, wasn't a deal breaker, but it was just a weird thing. I did have a moment during the Super Bowl. Like, I was watching the coverage, and then they did that opening pan shot of like, you see the whole city and you see this big, beautiful, just crazy complex. And I thought about it and I started thinking, like, man, like that. I, obviously, it wouldn't look the same, different design, different surroundings, all that. But like, the idea of having just a huge mecca with like, you know, steakhouses and a mall and, and restaurants and all this stuff around it. It just like, it started jogging my brain a little bit. Like, yeah, it won't be in Chicago. Like it won't technically be the Chicago bears. Cause that's an argument that, that has come up a lot in the fan base. Uh, but I think man, whatever we got to do to, first of all, upgrade the playing surface is the big thing, but just get, as much money as we possibly can into this team. Get the tourism, get like you said, the WrestleMania's, the NCAAs, like all this stuff. Just bring it all here whenever we can. Because right now we're doing none of that. I think the Chicago Fire play there and that's like it when it comes to Soldier Field.
0: Exactly. And also do for where Soldier Field is, I know exactly where because I'm going to show you something. Don't know how well you can see it, but that was taken by me in 2016. Um, about a week or two before the season, I was there for vacation. I got the two. Uh, I didn't get the tour. It's not like I was any. I'm anyone important. I literally bought a ticket to tour the stadium. didn't get to go in the Bears' locker rooms. They don't allow people in there. But that was taken in the Skyline Suites that they showed us. Like the really up top suites that are like covered in glass, and it's like really cool because you obviously get the overview of the stadium. But then you get the Chicago, downtown Chicago skyline in the back. So I do know about the location, and it's just like literally like right there on the front. The parking situation, too, is another big one for tailgating. I know I've seen Bears fans. There's a kid that comes up, comes up on my TikTok from time to time. It's a Bears fan that talks about that one a lot. That's why they want the newer stadium. So you can go somewhere and tailgate. But you're right, like it's like even too like with the NBA All-Star games that come up. Like cities like Cleveland, cities like Salt Lake City are coming up for it. And I think Indy's getting one. And I always ask, why don't they go to the big cities? It's because those small cities want it because more than the game itself, they know the tourism ramifications that go in behind it. They know we're going to get people visiting. We know we're going to get people going out to restaurants, buying hotels, going to stores, and it just generates millions and millions of dollars, whether it be a Bears game, concerts in the offseason, Final Fours, national championships, a WrestleMania. I'm going to say WrestleMania because obviously it's the big stadium and we know the connection that WWE has to the Chicagoland area, more most notably in Rosemont. Because it's just one of those things that this goes further than football to get a new stadium. And we're seeing it right now with the Bills. So I feel like if they were to get it, that's the next step where it's, okay, you've secured the land. Now who's going to pay for it? Because I know the Bear, like, look, if you, the owner of the Bears, Virginia, I don't know what she's worth. You own an NFL team, you're worth a lot. But it's not like they come from anything. They're not super billionaires and have other businesses. The bears is what's in the McCaskies or the houses. I say McCaskies because it's obviously Virginia McCaskey, but then it's George that's right underneath her. That's their son. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like it's one of those things too, where I think we talked about this before the family's waiting for Virginia to pass away. I think once that happens, I know that's not the nicest thing to say, but it's one of those things like she's, I believe she's almost a hundred. Um, Once it happens, that's when this team will probably sell, like we're seeing with the Denver Broncos right now, the Pat Bowling situation. And I feel like once you get someone in there who does have the money, that's when I think the stadium talks can truly heat up. But at the same time, too, I think it's going to come down to what the city wants, but also to what the organization wants.
1: Yeah, and anytime I talk about this, whether it's with you, with another Bears fan, with my dad, I always say the same thing. Like, everything I've ever heard about Virginia has been, she's the sweetest woman Like. She loves the Chicago Bears. She loves her family. She loves the city of Chicago. She's just, I don't know if I've ever heard like a negative about her, but yeah, from kind of like whispers in the media and the fan base, it does seem like they're just kind of waiting for her to unfortunately pass away, Um, which like you said, it's not the nicest thing to think about or say, but it's, you know, apparently what it is. So we'll take it at face value. Uh, I really, I don't know how this situation is going to shake out. Cause I could see the city like going really, 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 really hard to keep them in Chicago and basically saying, okay, we'll give you whatever you want. Just please stay. Um, just because if nothing else of the history and I mean the Bulls obviously they had their run in the 90s where they were unbelievable the Hawks had their run and the Sox and Cubs have had their little moments here and there but like a hundred times out of a hundred if you ask like someone who lives in Chicago or in the area like whose town is Chicago it's a Bears town Uh, so Even just from like a public perspective, the city might just lay down and say, "Okay, just do whatever you need. Let us give you whatever you need and stay. But maybe the Bears might say, no, like we got to change it up. So I it'll take years and years. um, So we'll see kind of how it plays out. Uh, But I I could see it going a million different ways.
0: So, so can I, because at the end of the day, look, it's all business. It's all about money at the end of the day. But I totally agree with you on the one part where, look, like you said, I know the Hawks right now, they're obvi- obviously, that's a mm-hmm. whole another discussion that we can have uh, with Mr. Rocky, um, the Bulls, they look like they're back. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Cubs and White Sox. We'll see. But I feel like no matter what, you could be a big, big I know, obviously, like the one big person from Chicago that we know doesn't, He's not a football fan. He likes his Hawks. He likes his Cubs, Mr. Punk. But with Chicago, with a lot of you guys, Chicagoans. Guys, guys is Chicagoans the
1: right term? Yeah, Chicagoans is right.
0: I feel like you could be a Cubs fan or you could be a White Sox fan. You could, be, you could be a diehard Bulls fan and you could love the Hawks. But I feel like every Sunday, all you guys just unite as one. Put on your – whether it be your Navy, your white, your orange – I don't know if they still make orange jerseys, but I know that they had orange at one time. Or the, yeah. the the ones with the stripes on the shoulders, the white the white with the stripes, the retro throwback. And yes. you do that, and you gather at Soldier Field, or you watch at a bar, or you watch with beef or a deep dish pizza, and you cheer on the Bears. That's how I feel like it is. With I know Chicago's a big city, but it still has that blue collar small town Americana feel to it. Like I go to Buffalo, New York often, and I know I'm the enemy, but That is a Bills town first. Obviously, the Sabres suck. They're mid. But we know that you go there, it's literally eat, sleep, breathe Buffalo Bills football. And that's what I feel like you get that same sort of energy from not just the Bears, the Bills, every single NFL fan base. Like even like no matter how big or small the city is where they play. I feel like it's just not one thing that everyone can unite on. It's not one thing everyone's super, super passionate about, which... It's still weird to see how, like, obviously there's fights that happen at other games, but for some reason NFL just, it's another level of passion and excitement. But it's, like I said how all you say in episode 100, it's, that's the reason why we love the sport. And that's just one thing I wanted to add. And one other thing when it comes to Virginia, Chicago now has two older women that they just love. They've got Virginia and they've got sister Jean, because that is very relevant right now, folks. Will the Ramblers make a run? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, man, I remember the first one they made. Like, I was never the biggest fan of, you know, Illinois College basketball. Like, when it comes to the state, not just, like, U of I, um, University of Illinois. Yeah. But, man, that, that Loyola run was magical and I like I don't think I knew anybody that expected it going into the season. I'm, I'm sure that people did like you know alumni or people that are a lot smarter than I am when it comes to college basketball. but yeah, ever since that original run, they've become kind of like my my adopted uh, team when it comes to the tournament because they were they captured like the Bears 24 7 365 capture Chicago. Yeah. Loyola captured Chicago that entire time. Everyone was tuned into every second of every game.
0: Exactly. That's I feel like that's what you get with the Bears. It drowns out, but it's what you get. And that's one of the reasons why we love March. Obviously, look, we don't know we know some about college basketball, but we do know that come next week, uh, we're gonna be placing wagers responsibly. And if you give me a quick second, I gotta do this because I gotta pay the bills. For the best place to go for the best odds on any sports book in any part of the States, folks, please visit BetStamp, the app. Download it from either Apple or Google. Available on both platforms. Use the promo code Grifby to sign up, and you can connect your sports books to there, whether it be DraftKings, FanDuel, Barstool, WinBet, BetMGM, Bet365, ComeOn, Bet99, etc., They're all there. Shop for the best odds this March Madness. BetStamp, promo code Grifby, link in bio. Well, Tommy, thank you for bearing with me for that. Obviously, look, i got to pay the bills around here. It's it's part of the biz. It's part of the biz. But the next thing I want to ask you about, not so much free agency needs or wants, because obviously you've been hammering offensive line. I want to ask you more or less, guys like Allen Robinson or Akeem Hicks, do you think there's a chance that they stay? Do they go? Are you still on the fence about it? Where do you stand when it comes to those those two guys? And while you're doing that, I'm just going to look up the rest of the Bears free agency class just so I can ask you about more players.
1: So um, I think this is crazy to say compared to where my mindset was a year ago. I think I'm ready for AR to head out the door. Um, Robinson, I mean, look, he's an incredibly talented guy. I think he's an incredible uh, wide receiver. There was some and again, this is rumors. I'm not in the room. I'm not on the practice field, so I don't know if this is the case, but there was too much smoke for there not to be fire um, this season that AR was kind of disconnected. Uh, he was just showing up, going through the motions. Uh, you know, he was basically just <laughs> that old saying, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. Um And that, I mean, listen, as Bears fans, I'm sure as players, as coaching staff, we've all been frustrated the last couple of years. I completely understand it. And, you know, he's going into a situation where he's wanting to get paid crazy, crazy money, which I don't blame the guy. Like, I would, too. But it it seemed like when he realized that that probably wasn't going to happen with the Bears, he might have mentally checked out a little bit. And again, I don't want to say this as fact, like I have any insider information. Um, he's another guy where he does a lot of good in the community, and he's like he seems like a great person when it comes to off the field stuff. And like I said, super talented on the field, but it he didn't he didn't seem at all like Allen Robinson this year. He had his flashes, he had his moments, but he just. I don't know. There was something off with him. So if he can go get big money elsewhere, I'd be super happy for the guy. Uh, Good for him. But I think that relationship has kind of soured to the point where it's not good for either party if he stays. Uh, When it comes to Akeem, I love that dude. I think, like, obviously Khalil Mack's there, and he's the big name. But to me, Akeem is the anchor of that defense. And we saw it, uh, I forget which game it was, but he went down and just the defense was here and the play after he went down, the defense came down to here and it never really recovered. Um, He just, I mean, the cliche is the monsters of the midway, but that dude, like if you look in the dictionary and see the word monster, that's the picture that guy just wrecks plays for fun. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems like he's probably out the door, uh, at least trying to be. So I, unfortunately, for either of those guys, I I don't know. I would like to say that at least one of them, at least Akeem, would stay, but I will have to see because it's not looking, you know, like it's butterflies and rainbows. <sighs> I don't know, but yeah, I would, I would absolutely love Akeem to be here for like ever if he wants to be.
0: I completely understand you. You need those guys in your defense that are going to anchor him. Obviously, look, he's a defensive tackle, big guy. Shout out University of Regina in Canada, by the way. But you need those kind of guys that can be leaders both on and off the field. We know how much that means to a team. That's why, like with today's trades, for example, uh, Noah Fant going to Seattle kind of surprised me because Denver. I think you look, you need a tight end to throw to. And with um, Shelby Harris too. Shelby Harris is one of those guys that he can be a leader in Seattle immediately. Um, Allen Robinson, I do agree with. I think that I think the hope is that like you, like that Darnold Moody does take those next steps. He's had his moments in the sun last year. The the A R Robinson, I feel like is very. This is gonna. I'm nowhere but reopening another wound that's pretty fresh. But that both both their initials are A R. AR, okay. Um, but like how everyone thought that the relationship with. Rogers and the Packers soured. I feel like with Robinson and the Bears, it soured, but it soured enough to where they only brought him back, where he only came back and signed his tag last year because they were starting to flirt with and talk to other guys. I believe Juju Smith-Schuster was in the conversation. There was a couple other wide receivers they were talking to. And then once Robinson saw that, he was like, oh, no, no, I'm here. I'm the guy. Like, you can rely on me. But now I feel like it's his chance to where, you know what, hey, he can go out there, chase that bag, get done when he needs to get done. If I had to put priority either either guy, I would say Hicks, just for the obvious reasons, like we talked about. You hope Mooney takes those next steps. You can always bring in someone on the cheap. You can also to draft someone day two, or day three. Hope they hope they prosper. Um, the other one is uh, we'll see what happens. Like a like Alec Ogletree. I want to say Jimmy Graham too, but I feel like Jimmy Graham's gonna probably try to get to a contender on uh, for cheap money. Try to go ring chasing, if you will. But I feel like if anything too, I feel like Hicks as well should be enticed by the fact that he has a defensive head coach now. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's all a big wait and see. There's no one else really in this list that really highlights me, except for maybe uh, Deshaun Gibson. But I guess that's another wait and see. Like he could stay, he could go. But a lot of these guys, I feel like Dalton will end up somewhere. Um, Bilal Nichols, uh, James Daniels, Jesse James are all guys that are like borderline irrelevant to the point where if you lose them you're not going to cry over it the only one that i see that is interesting still is jakeem grant because he was pretty i for the few bears games i watched which look there was the one on my birthday against the vikings this year the monday nighter and people were bitching about it and i was like look we're near the end of the season it's not the best game but in three months you're gonna be wanting football so shut the fuck up and enjoy this game That's why I never take another football game for granted. 272 and, I believe, 13 playoff games, I don't take them for granted solely based on the fact that, look, season's only five months. Enjoy those five months. But that's the – I'm just going to go off topic for a second and say why I enjoy doing a football podcast. The regular season starts at six months, and look at us having a very – good talk about the bears it's march 8th the season's going to start next year on March on uh, literally september uh, yeah i believe september 8th six months today oh look at that six months today the season kicks off in Chi- i almost said chicago um maybe one day uh in los angeles the season will kick off and we're we're here to talk football and that's that's why i do a football pod um the, the where am i trying to else go with it but yeah that's that's all i view bears free agency where try to sign a lot of veterans, I guess, on the, on cheaper deals, bringing guys who are looking for second chances and hope that none of them crap out. And you have to go out and sign like Jason Peters, which we obviously saw as a failed experiment, but I feel like now too, even though COVID still, I don't know what the situation is like in Illinois with COVID we're starting to open up here more in Ontario, but I feel like now, and that's something I haven't talked about either is the fact that the COVID rules are completely gone from the NFL and all the facilities I feel like signing guys and bringing guys in is going to be a lot easier, whether they're vaccinated or if they're unvaccinated or excuse me, immunized
1: (laughs) topical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Illinois it's, I don't want to say like back to normal because we're not, but, uh, all the mask mandates are gone and the vaccine mandates for everything, except like if you're, if you have to go to a hospital Uh, You still have to be masked up. Um, And then I believe public transportation as well. Those are the only two outside of obviously the federal buildings because of the federal mandate. Um, But yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, we're pretty back to normal. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a situation where, you know, we're not going to see a Kyrie Irving thing uh for the nets where you know we're going to run into issues with vaccinated unvaccinated immunized unimmunized yeah um so yeah it's it'll be interesting to see kind of really how the whole league adjusts to going back to normal
0: yeah yeah that's my thing about it too how the leagues can go back because i feel like this will always flare up again around the holidays or not even the holidays but like i feel like like it's gonna be like flu season you know how flu season there's outbreaks. I don't know if the Bulls or Bears, the the Bears or the Bulls or the Hawks have had it, but like the Leafs had it, the Raptors, I think may have gone through it a little bit. Where guys were not getting not getting COVID, but like getting the flu bug. The flu bug was going around. The mm-hmm. COVID numbers are locked down, but I feel like now too the fact that and I know a lot of like people who are like not conspiracy theorists, but people who like you know are very pro like like restriction, not even pro restrictions, but like people that like are on one side of the COVID spectrum where they think the restrictions still still in place when it comes to like masks and vaccine, whether it be ma- mandates, passports, we call them passports up here. Um, even though those yeah. just got taken away, but we still have masks, mask mandates still in place. I feel like, because a lot of those people were saying, when wildcard weekend came around, they said the whole, hey, you know what, asymptomatic players are the only ones that are going to get tested if you have symptoms. Because that's why that's why they had to move all those games around week 15. But my point is to that now that they have to do that, I'm just interested to see how they deal with stuff like that. But at the same time too, what I was trying to get at is when you had playoffs, you had no outbreaks. None of the playoff games were affected. So I want to see once again, how the regular season is affected because 2020, there was a lot of maneuvering 2021. Look, the fact that only three games got compromised out of 272, I think says a lot when you saw what the NBA and what the NHL were going through and, I think also this goes to the fact that I said this about two years ago when this stuff started to hit and stuff started to close, that the NFL was going to keep shrugging on. Look, two years ago, it's like I say, the NFL never died, and we watched the draft for three straight days because it was the only sports that were on.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: That, that I, Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, I, I'm not sure if we have a whole, whole lot more to talk about. Like I said, the only other thing I was going to bring up was – Draft targets, but we already elaborated on it. O-line, O-line, O-line. Maybe <laughs> a receiver, maybe a linebacker. Yeah. The other player I want to make light of quickly, too, is that I feel like had a really good season for you guys that went unnoticed league-wide was Robert Quinn.
1: Yeah. I think...
0: It was like 16 yes. or 17. I know he has the... I want to say the Bears' all-time single-season sack record.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think he tied it. Um,
0: he tied, I know he tied Richard Dent.
1: Yeah, I guess he must've, uh, but yeah, he was, he was one of those guys that I don't want to say I was down on after year one, but it seemed like another one of those, oh boy, here we go again. Like big hype. We, we get this big name and he comes in and he's whatever. Now, obviously that season where he came in was a whole bunch of weird for a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. So you know, there's there's excuses to be had, and they're valid. But yeah, I for me, like he was an awesome story last year because I went into the season like I said, down on him, like oh yeah, great, whatever. But then he started racking up tackles for loss, racking up sacks. I'm like, okay, like he he's doing pretty good. It, but it's just the start of the season, you know. We'll see how it plays out. But he just kept going, kept going, kept going. So I think, yeah, he's. For me, that might have been probably the best story when it came to the Bears because it was just such a switch from everyone was super down on him, like, oh, we did it again. We gave money to someone who did nothing. And then he just put his head down. He worked. He worked hard all off season. And he came in and he killed it this past year. So hey, more of that next year, that would be that would be great. Maybe some other guys can join him.
0: I did look it up, by the way. He has the single – he did 18 and a half this year, so he has the single season record, but Richard Dent still holds the Bears all-time sack record.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, Those those are the players, though, that on any team that you want to see – like, you don't want to see them succeed isn't the word I was looking for, but you're – look, you're happy if they produce. I said that this year about a lot of Pats guys. If they came in and they produced, they did their job, I was going to be happy with them. And I got that other guys like Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Judon, even though Judon did start to take fall off towards the second half of the season. That's what you want though for a lot of those guys that when you sign them that you don't have a whole lot of expectations for. If they produce and they come out of nowhere, you can rack that up as a success.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's what it was.
0: Exactly. Well, uh Tommy, do you have anything else that you want to add today if you want to bring up bears wise or uh
1: I, I do I wanna kinda of bookend this um I do want to say that, you know, I, I love taking shots at Rogers. I love taking shots at the Packers. Um, but realistically, man, you know, I did think that he was out. I did think that my long nightmare was over. Obviously that's not the case, but you know, it's, it is what it is. We got to deal with it, but Hey, you know, I've got a couple friends that are Packers fans, so I'm happy for them even though it's going to make me sad, you know, twice a year to see him just tear us apart, just five yard slant, five yard slant all the way down the field. Um, so yeah, I just kind of want to bookend it by saying, you know, he's, he's not Tom Brady at all. Like nobody's Tom Brady, but he's one of those guys where if he was on any other team and he wasn't killing the bears twice a year, like he's just, he's incredible. Like just as a football player, I respect the living hell out of him. I just wish he went somewhere else, but hey, you know, Brady's, well, because for now Brady's gone, so we got to pass the torch somehow. Hopefully it's not him having the success, but yeah, I, I just kind of want to finish up by saying here we are, like here we go again with the whole Rogers thing, but the big thing is, man, just little improvements for the Bears every single week. Um, just trend the line slightly upwards and I'll be happy.
0: And has Mike started his cleanse yet? The Aaron Rodgers, like self-bleeding, forcing yourself to vomit, eating like butter for days on end until you basically shit and barf it all out. Like, has any of those Packer fans, you know, started at that, that just straight up, let's be honest, weird cleanse?
1: I think it would be cheese, right? I Instead of would. butter.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? You're right. They'll replace it with cheese. Yeah. I, that's just gross. Just thinking about it. Just replacing it with cheese. But still, it's dairy. And we know those right, yeah. it's dairy. Um. Yeah.
1: yeah. I honestly haven't talked to Mike at all about it yet. Mostly because I don't want to. <laughs> so, I'm sure I'll shoot him a text. Like, I don't know. It's 7 o'clock now. So, I'll shoot him a text in a bit. And I'll be like, so... Uh, how's it going buddy but yeah I mean really I had a couple people come into work that I know are Packers fans today and first of all most of them didn't even know because they came in kind of like right after it happened so they were driving or whatever it was so I was able to break the news and half of them were like oh my god yes like they got and there were a couple guys who were like oh really and that like made me step back for a second I was like Okay. I mean obviously he did like he he took the Packers for a ride a little bit. Like, you know, he did the the LeBron decision without doing the LeBron decision. But that's Aaron Rodgers, man. And Devontae coming back with him. Like I was I was surprised by a couple of reactions that I heard and saw today. I
0: think it's just people thinking that they were kind of prepared for him to move on or they thought them. We don't want to do the same song and dance again because, like I said, you're paying them all that money just to choke in January. But at the right. same time, too, the AFC is the better conference. We'll see what the NFC does over the next couple of weeks. We'll see what they do at the end of April.
1: Yeah,
0: and we'll go from there. Yeah. But anyway, Tommy it was a blast getting to have you on once again. We'll have to do this sometime soon. Maybe even after the draft, after uh, free agency, maybe, or we can do something where we mix the two together. Get your thoughts on where you think you are going into the season. And then we'll go from there. But look, I'm just an outside voice from the Bear, from Bear Down Nation and uh, someone that you can rely on to to play therapist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Much appreciated as always. Thank you.
0: Anytime. Well, anyway, folks, that's going to do it here for episode number 157 of YWC Football Talk. The Road to 200 continues. Have a good night.
2: Do